There's nothing quite as comforting as gathering around with mom friends and sharing stories. Stories have a way of making us feel better, and they're great reminders that no family is perfect, and that's okay. So join us as we share some stories and laugh, learn, and grow together. It's the iMom Podcast. Welcome to this week's episode of the iMom Podcast. I'm Abby. Susan, Megan, and Chloe are here once again this week talking about a topic that pertains to us as wives and as mothers, and it is nagging. And I tapped Megan for this one because I've heard, I swear I've heard you say before that you have been known to nag, but I feel like you got offended when I asked you to tell a story. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I feel like probably a lot of wives and moms feel like they're naggers because most of the time I feel like wives and moms are running the show and you don't really ever refer to or hear a husband or a dad referred to as nagging. Like you just never hear that word used to describe a man. So So true. It is true. Um, which, you know, I kind of resent that, but fine. Yeah. The Barbie um, movie has me so, aware. <laughs> so I have, you know, in my whether it's in my head or in my phone, a running to-do list of things that need yeah. to be done, whether it's something with the kids, something with the house, something with, you name it. And I feel like I have... I'm trying to relinquish some of the control and I have delegated some of those items to my husband. Well... I try to give him a reasonable time frame to complete the task, but then it'll be, you know, a month down the road. And I feel like I will have asked four or five times, like, Hey, why hasn't this gotten done? Or this hasn't gotten done. And he'll be like, stop nagging me. And I'm like, okay, I get that. I'm asking you to do this or whatever it might be. And I get that we're all busy. So is it, is that the definition of nagging? Like, am I just a nag? And that's literally what nagging is or, is it gently reminding someone like, hey, this needs to get done? So I think that's my big question of when is it considered nagging and when is it just considered asking someone and following up following up with them to do it? You know, it's interesting because I hear what I hear your story and I'm relating it to work. And you you manage people at work. Are you a nag at work or are you a manager? That's what oh. I'm thinking. I was thinking of we use Monday at yeah. work as a task management system. And I was thinking, oh, maybe you should make hands and a board on Monday. And then if he had a deadline and he missed the deadline, then you could bring it up again. Consequence. I'm like, you know, you know, the emails are like just following up on this or just circling back to this yeah. or whatever it might be. Like, you know, that's what I feel like, except. At home, I guess with my husband and my kids, if I ask them to do things two, three, four times, it's considered nagging. But I'm like, you know what? If you had gotten it done, I wouldn't have to ask you two, three, four times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> no, I think that that's, a, that's what it is, is in a, uh, most in many homes, the mom manages all the moving parts. And so just like a manager at work, you have to circle back around because people don't do things the first time they're asked in a lot yeah. of cases. And sometimes if you just knew when they were going to do it, you wouldn't be wondering because you you know, oh, he's going to do it on Saturday, he said. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. so true. And Megan, it is so important, like you said, to delegate. You can't keep all that pressure on yourself. So I think that's where we landed in the conversation when I'd asked these multiple times. And he's like, I'm planning, like I have this amount block of time to do it on X date. And I was like, Okay, that's all I yeah. needed to know. Like, I just needed a firm 
response so that I'm not in my head wondering, is this ever going to get done? Or is this light going to sit on the floor for the next century to come, you know? Well, and then if he says he's planning, and this is not just your husband, they were just talking in general. And then he says, okay, I'm planning on doing it on Saturday after I wake up and whatever. And then it doesn't happen on Saturday. Are you then allowed to bring it up again? Or are you nagging if you bring it up again? Because you didn't do it in the time that you said you were going to do it. So yeah, it's yeah. That's not nagging, right? Well, and this is this is my whole thing. Is I I almost need like a definition of nagging because my thing is like if someone asked you to do something and then they're having to repeatedly ask you, like I don't like I don't like that nagging has a negative connotation because the ball is in is in You're your managing. court to get You're it. Not nagging. Yeah, right, right is in your court to get it done, and I feel like. It's only women that get labeled naggers, which I hate that word, but um, the definition go. of nag is to annoy or irritate a person with persistent fault finding or continuous urging. Oh, well, well the fault is that you haven't done the thing that you told me you were going to do. The fault has been found. <laughs> yeah. I think, <clears throat> especially with my kids, it was really prompted out of, I didn't trust them. Yeah. You know, like, let's say your child typically doesn't pick up their towel or whatever. And you're like, don't forget to pick up your towel. You always tell me, well, that's because so many times I walk mm-hmm. in and you've forgotten to do it. So it's it's kind of a trust issue too. I think that's what it is. With kids, it's often a trust issue. And with husbands, it's an expectations Ooh. issue. Yes, you know, yes. you have these expectations for what he's going to do and when he's going to do it. And they might not be fair. They might just be something that lives in your head and not in his. Mm-hmm. You guys are not on the same page. And so you can't force him. And so you have to come back and, and ask. And then it sounds like nagging because it's not what he was planning or expecting himself to do. Mm. Yeah. And I think some of it is my own like control problem because he'll be like, yes, you gave this to me. I have it for action. It might not be done in the time frame you want it to be done, but I will get it done. And in my head, I'm still like, okay, well, when is that going to happen? But at the same time, like, I do need to trust and relinquish that control if I want him to do it. I used to have a real big nagging problem with my husband. And the thing that has helped us a lot is we have weekly family meetings. And mm-hmm. we and I say, here are the things that I need to, I, like, it is important to me that you do these things by the end of this week. And that gives my expectation. If he wants to do them all on Sunday, that's fine. They just need to be done before. Well, that's probably over. really good because then you can also lay out the calendar and say, here, okay, this, hey, I know you've got these five yep. things. Really, this one is the one I really right. need prioritize, prioritize. Yep. and then, or maybe we need a whiteboard, you know, list that yep. everyone could see. Not doing this this Saturday. Moved it to next Saturday, yep. and then you can weigh in. It's it's because it's, it's like work. Well, it's expectations <laughs> thing. Yeah, we really started doing that too, and it got even worse when we had two kids because, like, if you need to get something done, usually it can get done a lot faster or a lot better or easier when you don't have two little kids running mm-hmm. around like asking you for things and interrupting you or you know, if you have to get tools out or like, or you forget, you forget, someone has to be watching the kids. So that was another thing we really had to learn. Like you said, Chloe, to sit down and coordinate is like, okay, if he'd be like, well, if you need me to hang that light, I have to get out a ladder. 
and I need you to have like full control of the kids because they can't be running under the ladder. Yeah. And I was like, good. Point. Okay. We need to like yeah. sit down and schedule a time to do this. Right. Or you forget because we're so busy as moms that, oh yeah, you didn't get it done last weekend because our kids were both sick. Mm. And then you didn't get it done the next weekend because this happened and you just know it didn't get done and you forget they really had good reasons. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. were too busy to notice. Yeah. And Megan, you asked about the definition of nagging, but also, so nagging versus reminding, there's red flags for nagging, like ways that you can tell if it is that. One of them is that you aren't like looking at your at the person you're talking to you know you're walking through the room and you're going there's toys all over the floor I told you to pick them up like you're not even looking at your child you're just saying it they're not looking at you you just kind of become like a voice Mm. barking out the orders yeah Um, another one is deliberate non-compliance so they might just not do it to push back on the nagging and then if you cringe at the sound of your own voice (laughs) Yeah, that was me last night. My boys have a chore chart. And I said, listen, I'm not going to ask. And it wasn't like, I'm not going to ask you again. It was, I'm not going to bring this up again. Like, I'm not going to talk about these tonight. and I'm not going to talk about them tomorrow. You either get them done or you don't, but I do not want to nag you anymore. And so if they're not done, you know that you get paid if everything is done. You do not get paid if not everything is done. Mm -hmm. So this is it. I'm not going to say it anymore because I do not want to hear myself ask again I can't again so maybe it's not a definition maybe it's just like these signs Mm. yeah yeah and I think I think with my kids like they're they're really little and I do find myself nagging James a ton because he's a four-year-old so it's like in one ear out the other or he's too distracted or whatever it might be and I don't want to stop whatever I'm doing to discipline him so that he learns that he has to do it the first time I ask and he has to open his ears and actually do it. So I've gotten in a really bad habit of asking him multiple times because also I don't want to discipline him. Like right. I don't, I don't want to have to make him upset or whatever it might be. But now it's gotten to the point where he doesn't listen and it's like three or four times. So now I'm having to like reset and make sure that if I ask him one time and he doesn't do it, there's a con immediate consequence um versus asking two, three times because I just don't have the time to ask two, three times anymore. He's still little, though. I mean, he he's at the age that almost he almost can't be held responsible for not remembering or not unless he does it right away. I think that his little brain gets distracted so easily. You know? I don't know. Yeah. You don't think my so? dog, <laughs> my dog, my dogs know. Like I work at home so much now, and my dogs know that if they bark, I'll just go night night and I put them in their crate like they've learned not to bark so that they, they understand mm. Megan I don't know what the mother is saying about her grandchildren I, I, I think it's somewhere in the middle but he it has gotten bad to the point where like he'll be looking directly at me and just not do it and I'm like not willful defiance mm-hmm. and you're disobeying to disobey now at this point so yeah. have um, you guys seen the video I just saw it the other day of a mom who the whole concept of I don't want to nag but if I don't nag nothing gets done yeah. like the mom who put the paper plate on the floor in the living room to see how many People would walk by it if anyone oh, would pick it up. She's she, setting yourself she up. She taped a hundred dollar bill to the bottom <laughs> of the plate. Love it. And she shot video. Kids just walking by, walking by, walking by. Nobody. The dog sniffed it once. Nobody <laughs> picked the paper plate up off the floor. And she's like, "This is why we have to nag because if I don't ask for something to get done, it doesn't get done. I'm the only one that sees it. It's that invisible load of motherhood. You know, we carry yeah. this burden because." 
I'm the one who's mindful of all the steps that it takes to get all the things done. Right. You know, wouldn't that be so funny? Like if I walked into my friend's house and saw a paper plate, like I would not think twice and just like go pick it up for her. Like, <laughs> yeah, her friend had walked in and found on their dollar bill. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Got paid to be friends. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> Another reason I think that is so talking about with our kids, at least, I don't think this necessarily applies to husbands. Maybe it does. I don't know. But another reason we nag is because we want to prevent uncomfortable consequences. So, um, did you pack your shoes for your, your soccer cleats? No. Okay. You got to do it. Did you pack your soccer cleats? No. Mm -hmm. Did you pack your soccer cleats? No. And then it's time to go to soccer practice. He doesn't have his cleats. You go to practice and then he That was me. Trust. It was a trust. I was afraid. I didn't trust them to do, to remember everything. Yeah. So I nagged about school stuff all the time. The thing is that by doing that, you're preventing a natural consequence. We talk all the time about like, how do you let natural consequences happen? Well, you let them happen. We see it as a reflection of us though. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And we nag because in our mind, so this is me speaking for myself, in my mind, I know that if if he fails, so I, my kid doesn't play soccer, but let's stick with that. If he forgets his cleats and goes to school and doesn't have the right shoes for practice, then I'm going to have to bring him his shoes. Like we relate the consequences on how they're going to burden us instead of letting them bear the burden, mm -hmm. you know? Like and you got to sit out practice. Right. And realize that they're they're growing by having to face this mm -hmm. discomfort. Yeah. Trent had um, a test for work. Um on Tuesday and I could not sleep Monday night. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm not the one taking this test. Like, <laughs> stop it. And it wasn't because I thought he wasn't going to pass or anything. He's been working really hard and he did pass. And I was like, I really just don't want, I don't like the potential of him being sad and disappointed. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh gosh, here we go. I'm getting ready for motherhood. I'm, I guess I'm going to experience mm -hmm. that, you know, times a hundred. So yeah. Yeah. It's true. So how can we resist the the urge to nag? That was to nag. <laughs> tongue all tied up there. Um, one of them is to focus on relationship over results. In the grand scheme of things, the wet towel on the floor isn't that big of a deal. Doesn't mean you don't care about a wet towel on the floor, but it does mean that you don't have to resort to like an angry tone or using language that's going to hurt your child. Another one is to make sure that your consequences are communicated clearly. So if you know that you have told your child what is going to happen. You know, if you don't do your chores during the week, then we're going to have to wake up on Saturday. They know this. I don't have, I have made that clear. So I don't have to nag because they know what's going to happen. Kind of like what I did the other night with the, the chore chart. I'm like, I'm done. Yeah. I'm talking about it. And the last one, and this, I have to remind myself over and over again of realize when something is your thing. Like if this is something you really care about, but it doesn't really matter, then you got to let it go. Like mm. if you are very, very tidy and the house is pretty clean, you might need to let your kids have a messy room and close the door if it means that that's one less thing to nag about. So is it possible? The big question is, is it possible to get your kids or your husband to do things without nagging? How do we do it? Anybody have words of wisdom? <laughs> well, I think Chloe, what Chloe said earlier, I mean, we've started doing kind of the weekly, just my, my, Hampton, my husband and I sit down and go through the week of like what we need to do, what we have going on, schedules, everything like that, so that we're very aware of our time and aware of who's doing what. So there's no 
confusion over it. So that's, I think that's definitely helped in that way. We're aware of each other's time too, because sometimes I have things going on that he's not hundred percent aware of or vice versa. Um, and then I don't have those expectations of like, he has all this free time. He could have gotten this done when maybe he really doesn't. Mm-hmm. With Mark and I, the biggest area I struggle with this in is it when we entertain, because for some reason, when we entertain, I have a huge list of things I have to get done. But for Mark, when, when he feels like that energy of, oh gosh, we got to do this, 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 he just wants to go out and clean the pool. And it's not a pool party. He still does it. Ask Megan. And so it just blows my mind. It's like, no one's going swimming at Christmas. So I have really had to let it go and know that if we are entertaining, like, you know, I'm doing big Christmas dinner and everything, I'm on my own. Or I have to select Megan or somebody else who's going to help me. I do not have an expectation that he is going to help set the table, whatever it is. He's going to be outside for some reason. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. I, it is. Trent does the same thing now that we have He gets, I'll say, like, we'll have something and he just gets really obsessed with, like, the backyard and the yeah, pool like, and all what that. Are you I'm doing like, out there? no one's going there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So That's weird. So that is odd. So, it's like it's like those videos when you see women that are like you know like scrubbing the scuff marks off the wall and like vacuuming under the couch it's like no one's gonna come into your house and like look under the couch but the same thing with guys like no one's gonna go into the backyard and like look at the weeds in your bed yes. you never know it's an you indoor party well i think that with husbands i think that's true you need to set expectations so if you're having the party like i would say i guess these are the two things that I really need you to help with. After that, go to the pool. But these and, are the couple of things and that I, I need do things to get where done. he gets uh, like, can you go get ice? Mm. Men know? love getting ice. They love getting what ice. Is it? What Men is it? Love getting ice. <laughs> Why? Now I have to be specific because he will wait. I want to chill the beverages. Yeah. He will wait to the 12th hour. I need ice by 10 o'clock. <laughs> I had to drive to three counties to find ice. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I think also to a way to get around nagging is a list. And that goes for husbands and for kids. Then it's look at the list, look at the list. And then even like on daily things, like to get out the door in the morning, um, you're not allowed to turn on the TV or pull open a tablet or your phone or you we don't have breakfast until the list is done. And then when they ask to do something, you go, is the list done? Consult the list. You're no longer the reminder. The list is the reminder. And I mean, it takes training. I don't think it's going to happen the first time. Not with your husband. I hate to say training with your husband, but <laughs> you know what I mean? You're not the nag anymore. Now the list is the authority. Yeah. And just look I at like the list. That. Yeah. I like that and um, um, I, I'm not saying we get it right all the time, but my husband and I try to say thank you as often as possible. Yeah. Like we thank each other for little like simple things. Um, he That's does good. it more than I do probably. But when you when you thank the people in your home, you're giving positive attention and you're saying, I see the good that you do. And yeah. they're more likely to do it more often if you if you acknowledge it. That's great. All right. Tell us how you deal with nagging. Do you feel like you have to nag? We would love to hear from you. You can chime in on Instagram. We're at imom.com. Did you have a closing thought, Megan? I just, I feel like I have to make one disclaimer for my husband. He does a lot. (laughs) He does do a lot, but does he get the ice? He does (laughs) a lot and a majority of it is very timely. So love you. Yeah, they entertain a lot. (laughs) Get that that light up though. Keep it up, keep it up. Thanks for listening. 
Thanks for listening to the iMom podcast. iMom is the motherhood program of the nonprofit organization Family First. Along with our fatherhood program, All Pro Dad, we exist to help you love your family well. Subscribe to our daily email, the iMom Minute, by going to imom.com slash subscribe and get tons of great ideas, insight, and inspiration. The iMom Podcast is hosted by me, Abby Watts, along with Susan Merrill, Megan Tigner, and Chloe Blumenthal.